Hey guys, I'm Jen, owner of Hello June Creative. And I'm Giselle, owner of Wander Design Co. Welcome to Better, the brand designer podcast. We love being transparent, honest, and down to earth on this podcast. We consider you guys such an important part of our episodes. We're all about broadcasting conversations that support our design community, uncovering industry secrets, and offering actionable advice. Just remember, the only designer you need to be better than is the one you were yesterday. Welcome to season three of Better the Brand Designer podcast. Giselle and I cannot tell you guys how excited we are to get back to recording, to hang out with you guys again in your earbuds or wherever you're listening to us. We are just super, super psyched to be here with you guys today. Before we jump into our conversation that we're super excited about, we always start with our intro questions. So Giselle, what is one skill that you picked up since we last recorded? First of all, I'm super excited that we are recording season three and I can't believe it. And we are just as excited as we were when we recorded season one, wouldn't you say? Yes. Oh my gosh. Like, I feel like even more so now because like we actually have people who like ask us when we're coming back, which is like, wait, people listen to this? Like, you know, it's still kind of a shock to me when people in our Facebook group are like, oh, you should do an episode on this or like, when are you guys coming back? Or, you know, it's just like, oh, man, I wish you could be recording all the time. Yeah, you're totally right. It feels so nice to be like, hey, we miss it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, my gosh, people care about us. Yeah. (laughs) So the one skill that I picked up since we last recorded, I picked up some tiny little skills, but I think the most significant one is probably learning Shopify. I haven't done a full Shopify build, but I've started, you know, doing a bunch of landing pages for different clients. And that's been really exciting. Oh, that's amazing. That is so cool. So did you take a course or did you just kind of like teach yourself? I taught myself. Yeah. So just based off of (laughs) major, major respect, girl, because like Shopify is not easy. I took a course. um, I actually took uh, Morgan Rapp's Amplify Shopify course in case anyone's interested. Took that course. It's mainly kind of like figuring out how to customize, like do theme based Shopify builds so that you're not actually like doing like the coding yourself. It's not like fully custom, but um, I definitely want to get to the place where like I able to do more custom Shopify builds. Um, so yeah. major respect for that, girl. It's like using things like gem pages and I forget what the other one's called, like another page builder. It was pretty easy to pick up. It's definitely not like a long-term solution for a full redesign, I think, on Shopify, but Overall, it was a really good introduction and I'm really excited to do a full Yeah, build. even just learning the back end too is like, it's great. Um, uploading products takes forever, just so everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Jen, yeah, so, what was your skill that you picked up since we last recorded? Okay, so my skill, I'm going to be honest, guys. <laughs> it's a little bit of a fake skill because I bought a course about Webflow, which is a website platform, which is actually amazing. It's an incredible platform. Um, we'll talk about it later on in the season, but I bought a course from Flux Academy on Webflow and I started that, but life got in the way and I got super busy and I decided to just start outsourcing all my Webflow builds. So I guess you could say that I picked up the skill to be able to outsource Webflow to someone else, <laughs> which is totally like a cop out. Um, but like, I, I understand enough about the platform to be able to like work with the developer in it. And so like, I would say that that's, that's definitely the biggest thing that's I mean, it's changed my business. So there's there's that. So. Yes. Welcome to the Webflow family. I'm I also on Webflow. I love it. Yes, I <laughs> it's know. It's amazing. I'm redoing my site in Webflow and just like Giselle just redid her site in Webflow. Like uh, we just, 
it's it's amazing. It's incredible. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely dive into Webflow later on in the season for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Jen, I would love for this episode to just be about us catching up. Like what is has your summer been like? And oh my gosh. Okay. Any little so, updates, major updates? Yeah, major update for everyone. I don't know if y'all follow me on Instagram, but I had a baby this summer and he's my first baby. He's a little baby boy named Ryder, R-Y-D-E-R. Yes, I have a baby with a Y in their name because I'm a millennial and it's 2020, so get over it. (laughs) Currently, he is sleeping on my chest in his little baby carrier, so... Just just, doing his job, being super adorable. I I mean, like, the 2% of the time that he's actually quiet. Um, So if you hear little, like, sucking noises, that's him sucking his pacifier. So, you know, this is just real life here. Um, I know a lot of people are working from home with COVID, whether or not you're, you know, brand designer, web designer, and that's normal for you. I think working with a child at home and you are the primary caregiver for that child is definitely like a complete revolution just like for me and my business and for a lot of people if you haven't really ever experienced having to you know be there simultaneously for your job and then also for your child it's definitely changed everything I mean of course in like the most positive way too like I feel very very lucky that in the past couple months, I mean, I don't know where the clients were when I was pregnant, but <laughs> since he was born, I've had crazy inquiries. I'm very grateful. My business has truly like exploded in a way that I never thought it would get to, especially um, the fact that I'm really less than two years into to my business. Um, and so, you know, like as soon as I was pretty unavailable for a while, all the clients came running. So it just goes to show that like you'll have these slow seasons and then you'll actually legitimately not be able to take on a ton of work and then all the clients will come running. So I guess like when you kind of step back and stop trying so hard, then then that's when everyone's like, okay, hey, I need a website. It's like, oh, great. Where were you three months ago? You know? So yeah, that's kind of like the major update from the summer. Um, Giselle, do you want to kind of give us a quick update on what's been going on with Wander and with you since we last recorded? Sure. And before I do... I just want to say like Jen is the closest person to me that is a person working from home, specifically a brand designer and is, you know, has a newborn and I have grown so much more respect for moms out there that work from home, that have a business and just seeing how Jen is tackling everything is outstanding. Like she's always blowing me away. Her transformation has been amazing since we first met and I I'm so proud of you, Jen. Oh my god. <laughs> you're gonna make me cry I already have way too many hormones so like dude like oh my gosh of course we always have to have a love fest moment every episode you guys know so can you tell we miss each other I know we did I like wanted to like dive into like chatting with Giselle before we even recorded I was like no we're gonna start recording first and then we'll have our love fest moment so thank you for that I appreciate that girl it means a lot oh anytime so uh for Wonder Design it's you know it's just so funny that's exactly how it is once you are super busy that's when the clients are like oh hey <laughs> yeah <laughs> how's it going but I recently been really working on honing in my team and building my services so that they're really honed in I've been working with my mastermind with Kelsey Kerslake she's amazing she has the um, Aligned Business Academy and I'm in her mastermind so that's like the next level for that and it's like about five six of us and we're all learning how to scale So I'm trying to scale in terms of just like building a team where I can leave for a little while and my team's just like got it 
and they can get all the projects going and only need me really for like art direction and strategy. So that's the dream right there. Be able to just peace out for a month and disconnect. I mean, Wander Design Co. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's what I wanted from the beginning and it took three and a half years to get here. But I can confidently tell you that I tested it out a few weeks ago. I went on a two week MIA trip with my husband in the mountains. We had no service. I got back and we had our our second best month ever. (laughs) That's amazing. Out of this entire year. Congrats. Thank you. And my team just killed it. Like I was so proud of them and I felt completely at ease. And my husband even told me like, this is like, this is amazing how like in the moment you are right now. And I told him, well, it's because I'm not worried about my business. (laughs) Yes, I love that. And like, honestly, that's something that I definitely want to touch on during today's conversation is building a team. Because honestly, now this is a huge new season of my life. Um, My time is so much more precious than it's ever been. I don't know what I was doing all day before I had a baby. Like, how was I not like 10 times more productive? You know, like I must have just been wasting all my time away on Facebook and Instagram, which I do still spend a lot of time on social media. But like now more than ever working with contractors and outsourcing is a complete necessity in my business. It's no longer a like, I'm thinking about hiring someone. It's like, I need to hire someone or my business will not be able to function. Like that's the level that we've gotten to with me. So yeah, I mean, like, I don't even know. There's so many things that I want to say. There's so many things I want to share. I mean, I guess I'll just kind of dive in and say, I am officially rebranding myself as a business. And that has been something that's been kind of a long time coming. I don't know if you guys remember from Jane, Scudder's episode in season two. She is my business coach now. She used to be Giselle's business coach. She is incredible. Go listen to that episode. We talked about how like I want to rebrand my business because I'm no longer just Jen. You know, like there's a bunch of people that I work with. I like to call them my partners. And I mean, technically they are like part of my team, especially when we're working on projects together. But like, I just really like to use that word when I'm working with contractors. You know, I am going to be starting with, with someone that, you know, people may consider a junior designer, but I really just see her as like, a partner in like helping me kind of work through some some brand identity um, projects for me. And I partner with um, a bunch of different developers. And, you know, I'm thinking about even hiring a VA because like I spend like 80 billion hours a day on my email and I need to be doing design, <laughs> just communicating with clients and like contracts and just proposals and just all that. I mean, I, I'm spending like way more time doing that than I am actually designing now. So that's another thing I need to outsource. Outsourcing, cleaning for my house. That yes. is the next step. I finally <laughs> got my husband on board with that. Um, I'm like, I do not have time to clean at the shower and you haven't done it in two weeks. So yeah. we're going to hire someone to clean. Back to rebranding. I decided that I wanted to change my business name because, you know, I am not, it's not just Jen anymore, but also because like, I really wanted to make my design studio really feel like a studio. Like I want to have that level of professionalism that you get when you work maybe with a larger agency, but without that agency feel. So my new business name is Hello June Creative. You guys heard it in the intro. I'm very excited about that. Um, just kind of a little bit about the name. I had my baby in June and I also got married in June. And June is just a month to me that it just signifies growth, rebirth, just, you know, the beginning of spring, maybe the beginning of summer, you know, I know April, May or or springtime, but that month just like, it feels warm. It feels happy and positive. When I think of the colors of June, I think of my color palette, you know, we've got pinks, we've got some like pale yellows and deeper yellows. It's just a month that really like, 
like resonates with the type of modern feminine design aesthetic that I have. And also just Hello June just sounds like happy and positive. And I am all about happiness and positivity. So that's kind of where that name came from. So I actually took six weeks of maternity leave, which was not enough. I should have taken more. Uh, If we ever have another baby, definitely going to take at least three months, um, especially, you know, if I can. But I mean, of course, I'm very grateful for the work I have. It's just if anyone has ever had a baby, y'all know it's challenging in the beginning. Um, And can I break this really quickly to say that what before Jen had her baby, she was like, oh, I'll probably just like have like two weeks off or something. (laughs) Honestly, after two weeks, I opened my laptop back up and started rebranding my business <laughs> on maternity leave, which was the worst decision. I do not recommend anyone doing that, but I missed design. I missed sitting on my computer and just kind of like, I really wanted to connect with that part of myself that I had before I had the baby. Although like he's the greatest thing that ever happened to me and I'm obsessed with him. Like I think it is also really important when you have a baby to really kind of like maintain those things that you like to do beforehand. That doesn't mean that you're going to be able to go to your sunrise 6 a.m yoga class every morning but like maybe once a week you do yoga at home or something you know just to like really try and connect with that so design is such a big important part of my life I was like I miss this so rebranded myself I actually hired a webflow developer after kind of building out my site in XD and I was just like hey I need to hand these over to you and I need you to build it for me and it was one of the greatest decisions that I have ever made is getting like just forming a relationship with my um, webflow developer his name is Josh His business is called Aquila Creative. He's amazing. But we're working on that build right now. And I am so excited and just energized because of this rebrand. This really feels like this is what my business was meant to be. I'm not going to change the name again. This is something that I see like forever. My business name will be Hello June Creative. And I'm actually in the process of getting that name trademarked. I've hired an attorney. We're working through the process of filing for a trademark on that. So hopefully I'll be able to have that little R in the circle next to my logo so I can feel super legit. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that's been really, really fun. Um, Of course, taking on a rebrand and a a website redesign while you have a newborn is very, very challenging because it's a lot of work, um, especially when the clients just start calling, you know, but that's been really fun and really just like a great thing for my business because it just, it energizes me and it it helps me see myself in, in, in the light that I really want to see myself in. You know, I want to be working on those higher budget projects. I want to see myself as a creative director. I want my clients to consider me a design consultant just as much as they consider me a designer. And I I make that very clear. I literally say that on my sales calls now. I say, I am not just a designer. I am a design consultant. Like I literally speak that into the sales call so that they understand. So it's just been a miraculous transformation in terms of, you know, branding, but also in terms of my mindset for my business. And I'm literally like so, so excited about the future of Hello June, which is fun to say. I can say it now. Um, As for when I'm launching, I may or may not have launched by the time this podcast airs. We'll see how how long it takes to get the website up and running. But Josh is working really quickly. So we'll see. Yeah, you'll you'll share it on your Instagram probably, right? Yes, there'll be a big announcement. Yeah, follow Jen on her Instagram. I make announcements for really tiny things. I'm like, (laughs) I had a sandwich today. Like, I I, I always make, I'm like, exciting announcement. Like, it's really (laughs) not that exciting but this actually will be exciting so (laughs) super 
exciting. It's so beautiful. Yes. Jen's giving me a little sneak peek and oh, I'm so obsessed. Yay. Also, for anybody that has been following along Jen's journey from season one, like from like the first ever episode to where she is now, we're on a Zoom video call. So I'm seeing this like powerful, confident woman and it's like I was mentioning earlier, the transformation is just outstanding because... Aww. You know, for those of you who were following Jen, like for a long time, she had been wondering if she should change her business name, if she should grow, if she should just stay like as the sole designer and like not outsourcing at the time and all sorts of things that have just transformed based off of what we always like to say, clarity comes from imperfect action, right? Really, like seriously. And I feel, I mean, also working with Jane, my coach has been just so yeah. transformational and just in terms She's of my amazing. confidence. Yeah, she is great. Highly recommend her um, for any designer looking for coaching. But just, you know, I feel so much more confident in sales calls. I literally look forward to them now. Um, my booking rate has increased. I've been selling my highest level of proposal ever. This year, I hit my income goal and we just started Yay. Q4. So I'm really proud of myself. You know, if I don't make another dollar, for the rest of the year I hit my goal so very that's amazing I'm I'm pumped congrats Um, thank you yeah it feels really good especially at the beginning of the year like or even at the beginning of coaching with Jane she was like you need to speak out the number that you want like you need to write it down and I literally told her I was like that scares the crap out of me I don't want to do that (laughs) and I did it and I hit it so I'm so proud of myself I know that I probably will spend a little bit more time talking during this episode just because like I have a lot to share with like the baby and stuff. I did want to kind of touch on a little bit of how my business has changed since I had him. Um, I think that the biggest thing that I've had to change in my mindset is just kind of my flexibility and my expectations. Before I had a baby, my time was my own. I could sit at my desk whenever I wanted to and just kind of schedule my day around like other things. And I just would be able to work whenever. Now the baby is obviously that my first priority. And especially with a newborn, like pretty much when they're awake during the day, it is almost impossible to get work done. I do have, I bought myself a standing desk, which was a major, major game changer. Um, So right now I'm currently standing with my desk at its highest setting and I'm swaying with my baby on my chest talking to Giselle. And that's, this is how I get a lot of my work done. And by a lot, I mean the like two solid hours of work that I'm able to really (laughs) fit in during the day. And like, I am so much more efficient. I work quicker. I do not open social media. I'm like, I have a good hour right now. Nothing is guaranteed. He might wake up early from his nap. So maybe I'll have 10 minutes, you know, who knows? So like just really kind of being flexible with like my time and my expectations of like how much work I'm going to be able to get done and understanding that it's okay to leave a project in the middle while I'm designing. That was something that I really struggled with before I had a baby was just walking away from my artboard. But I think it, it it's honestly better now being able to maybe work for 15 minutes and then, you know, kind of take a break and come back to it later. I just have more fresh eyes on my designs and that's been a positive. One of the negatives has been obviously the lack of sleep definitely affects my creativity for sure. It's way more challenging for me at the end of the day after the baby goes to bed to really like jump into my artboard and be creative because my brain is so fried by the end of the day. So I'm still figuring out the best time for me to actually do the actual design work and when the best time of the day is for me to be doing project management stuff. Hopefully, you know, if I hire a VA, that might change. But that's something that I'm kind of working on. If anyone has any advice on that, I'm definitely open. Do you believe there are certain parts of the day that your creativity 
is at its peak? Oh, for sure. I, I definitely think like probably first thing in the morning and it's really related to sleep for me. Yeah. Like if I'm tired, I cannot move pixels around. I just cannot do it. Like I, I'll design something and it'll look like crap. And then I'll be like, I just wasted 30 minutes of my day, which is like a big chunk of time. And then that kind of, right. then I spiral and then it's, you know, my husband has to calm me down or like make, you, <laughs> make me a drink or something. Just be like, hey, all right, we need to reset, you know? Yeah. So I mean, like there's just a lot of emotions that come with, you know, being a parent for the first time. And then also being under, you know, some pressure with work and working from home, of course, like I, you know, of course I would never envy someone who had to spend time away from their baby during the day. But I do see a value in being able to like kind of compartmentalize those two parts of your life where work time is work time and then like mom time is mom time. Like I definitely need to kind of figure out how that delineation looks for me during my day. And sometimes it's a little blended. Like right now, you know, I'm rocking my baby while he's sleeping and I'm I'm doing my podcast, which is like, I don't really consider work because it's fun. But you know, whenever I'm designing, that's what it is. It's like, okay, nap time is design time sometimes. Sometimes things have to overlap and flexibility is the name of the game there. So. Yeah, and you're doing a fantastic job. Thank you. I, I will be completely honest with you guys. It has not been easy. He is a great baby. Um, we're very lucky. He's very healthy. You know, I had a great labor and delivery and everything. But, you know, at the end of the, at the, end of the day, on a lot of days, I just break down and cry for a few minutes because it is very, very challenging. You know, working full time, having a newborn. Like I'm still, he's only 10 weeks old right now. So he's still very little. Um, We're not out of that fourth trimester yet. Like he hasn't reached the three month mark. I think once he kind of grows up a little bit, you know, gets a little bit older, isn't crying as much, it'll be a little bit easier on me. So yeah, absolutely. And the whole, you know, time management, when you put yourself in these windows of availability, it's amazing how much you can get done. My first taste of that was last year during the summer. I think it was August when I was working three days a week because my husband and I were living in the Eastern Sierra, like in a little cabin and we had Wi-Fi, but it sucked. So we would have to go to a coffee shop and spend like a few hours there and get work done. And then the rest of the the time, we would just go out into the mountains and rock climb and go camp and things like that. So whenever we were at the coffee shop, I'd be like, all right, this is a time that I have to work. Otherwise, I literally can't work. And it made me super productive. And on top of that, I was doing really great work. And I was making like, I was having like a really good month, like and following that, I was having really good months after that. So it's amazing when you like give yourself that time frame. But yeah, that's that's kind of what, you know, I don't really have an excuse to give myself like those time windows these days. Like I have a ton of free time right now, which is in itself a problem because then I drag things on for a long time. That's exactly what I was, you know, saying earlier is that like, what was I doing with my time? Yeah. Like before I had a baby. <laughs> I'll tell like, you what you were doing. <laughs> I know. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I mean, my husband husband is also away this week so I know that affects me not that it's a bad thing it's just like there's an it's just not normal or I don't know what, what it is but some yeah, of you it's might... not a normal routine like when my exactly. husband is gone I'm like do I get out of bed do I not get out of yeah bed? Like, <laughs> like, I, don't, I mean before I had a baby of course I have to get out of bed now but, there's yeah. honestly a lack of motivation yeah <laughs> like no we... one is there to be like I'm hungry let's eat breakfast together yeah. or like I'm tired we should go to bed you're just kind of like I'm gonna stay up till three in the morning we yeah, like... exactly. <laughs> it's like you're a child again you're like yeah the parents are gone. I know. <laughs> I'll like skip breakfast or I, I won't make coffee. I'm not usually a coffee person anyway. My husband's a huge coffee fan, but I'll like not make coffee and then realize I need coffee to function. And then like around <laughs> noon, I'll make coffee and then throw out my whole like sleep schedule. <laughs> yeah. And there goes 
was the rest of the week. So that's what that's basically what happened yesterday. And I, you know, when I was finally ready to be on the computer, it was that time of day where my brain felt right. And I, it was around like between like two and four is when that happens. And I was just like, oh, I just can't get myself to work right now. And I need to go do other stuff. So I did other stuff and then just took the entire rest of the evening off. And then it's like 8 p.m. And I'm like, all right, I'm ready to work. <laughs> and that's not me at all. Like, I'm always the type of person that's like, you get off at five and you get off at five. But yeah, because because Derek's gone I'm like oh I can just work at 8 p.m tonight (laughs) I know and you don't have to feel guilty about it that's great yeah I mean I definitely like redefining the like what it means for me to be having work hours just because like the majority of my product my productive time happens when the baby is asleep and he's not a very good napper right now because he's still really little um so that happens either at like five in the morning or at like 7 30 p.m to 9 p.m when the baby goes to sleep and before I go to sleep because I'm still, you know, waking up with him at night. So I'm still pretty exhausted. Um, and so I want to go to bed like pretty soon after he goes to bed. But you know, I also work. So, you know, maybe that means like I have to work on the weekend sometimes. Or maybe that means like when my husband has a day off rather than like going and doing something fun with him, like he kind of watches the baby for me and then I get like an hour or two of work in. So again, that flexibility, mental flexibility is also really hard for me because I like things. I like to know when things are going to happen. Like boom, boom, boom. I like to schedule things in my calendar. That goes out the window. Like I'm feeding my baby on demand. It's like he doesn't have the same schedule every day. Sometimes he goes to bed earlier or later. Like, you know, sometimes he wakes up an hour early. Surprise. Like, let's start the day. And I'm like, oh no, you know, like but yeah, just just being really flexible with that. Um Yeah, and give yourself that grace too to you know, like if you didn't I'm get so bad done. at that. Yeah. I'm so bad <laughs> yeah. at that. I mean, and then I cry at the end of the day when I'm like, I didn't get anything done. My husband's like, you cared for our baby. You yeah. got something done, you know? So you I have, have to remember that. <laughs> yeah. You have a human life that depends on you. I think that's enough of a job. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. It's like having like two, he's like two full-time jobs in and of himself plus what I'm doing. <laughs> and also I decided to rebrand myself and redesign my website right now. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know why. I don't know why, but <laughs> it's, it's where we're at right now. Um, yeah, that's amazing. And, you know, let's go back to the um, the Webflow part. Yeah. So, you know, you took the course. You didn't quite finish it, but it was enough for you to understand the platform. Yes. So yeah, that Webflow, you could design ugh. around the functionality. Anytime you work with outsourcing, uh, people have asked us about outsourcing with web, how it works. I think anytime you outsource web dev, you need to have a good understanding of how the platform works and how that developer is going to be building your site. You need to know what's possible, what's not possible. I don't know if anyone has ever had a Squarespace client and then the client asks for something crazy where you're like, yeah, you can't do that in Squarespace. Like you need to understand whether or not you're the one actually building the site or just designing it, like what you can do and what you can't. With Webflow, there's not a lot you can't do, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to move my site to it. And Josh, my developer, he really comes at development from a like blue sky perspective, which is something that I really love. He, he like, you know, is also a web designer. And so he is able to kind of give me ideas with like, okay, you design this section like this. How about we try it like this and have this hover state? And I'm like, you know what? That is genius. I never would have thought of that myself. And so that's kind of the beauty of that collaboration. And I know that the site is going to be better than it ever could have been had I just designed it myself in Webflow. As far as the technicalities of Webflow goes, if you have a strong understanding of HTML and CSS, mainly CSS, Webflow is a visual builder for CSS. So it's 
it's you're still technically coding, but the interface looks just like Illustrator where you have different options. For example, on a button, there's a hover state. And so you can change the color, you can change the transition, you can change, you know, if you want the text to change a color on hover, if you want to go from like a white button with black text to a black button with white text on hover, then I think you're able to kind of manipulate those options within Webflow as if you were doing it in Illustrator. There is a big learning curve though, um, even as someone like myself who feels pretty comfortable with CSS, there is a really big um, learning curve with Webflow. So I would not recommend trying to dive in on your own. I would definitely, definitely recommend going with Flux Academy Webflow course. Rand Segal is the owner of Flux Academy. He is an amazing web designer and he kind of leads you through exactly how to build websites in Webflow. And he also has a great 10K, 10K website process course that I also bought that I have not started. Um, oh. but Oh, you I bought that one too. It's so I good. bought it during the sale, girl. You know I did. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I'm really excited about that. Yeah, so that's kind of a little overview of Webflow. And that's kind of the reason why I wanted to transition from Squarespace to Webflow. And now that I understand just kind of the amazing things you can do with Webflow, I'm really pushing it to my clients. And actually that led to my biggest proposal ever that got accepted. Ooh. And I'm very, very proud of myself. And this is something that, again, going back to what Jen said, it's really important to know what you know these platforms are capable of because if you're promising something to your client you have to be very sure that that's something that that platform can do yes and also understanding like your developers capabilities as well which is why I'm happy that I was able to work with Josh on like kind of an internal project before kind of pitching him and his services to a potential client I was able to you know kind of include professional SEO like there was a lot of things that he included in his proposal to me that I'm now able to offer to my client because of his expertise. Um, And so it's been really a joy working with him and it's really changed kind of the way I want to do web design in the future because y'all know I was, you know, super into Squarespace. I still like Squarespace, but for the future, I really feel quite limited when I'm designing for Squarespace. But like with Webflow, it's it definitely is a lot easier. Of course, like I'm not the one doing it. So of course, you know, if you're doing it yourself, it's probably going to be a little challenging if you're trying Webflow for the first time. But I just wanted to be able to move away from that just restrictive feeling of designing for Squarespace and then also be able to deliver just higher quality web designs for my clients. You know, like I was talking with the potential client that ended up booking, which was my biggest project yet. And she was like, you know, I'm at the point in my business where I don't want I don't want to feel restricted like I want to blow this up like I want yes. this to be like something that people look at and go whoa like how did they do that you know and I was like yeah. all right we can't use Squarespace we need to go with Webflow and you know in the past I think WordPress has been kind of that big the big daddy like Squarespace yeah. or the big you know the big just platform for those higher budget clients but like I really feel like Webflow is is is, is getting there it's it's oh, competition yeah. for WordPress for sure and just with the amazing the amazing number of different integrations you can do as well like you can build Shopify sites with Webflow like you can outsource to Word, WordPress through Webflow, you know, if you have a client that's already on WordPress, like there's not a ton of things where Josh has said no to me. 
on. Yeah. Almost nothing. I don't think there was anything that I said, I want this, where he was like, that's not possible. He was like, I don't know how to do that, but I'm going to find out. And I know you can in Webflow. And you're like, I was like, you know, I love this positivity. This gets me excited because then when I'm designing for this client that's booked with me in Webflow, I'm going to be able to really like have cool ideas about like, hey, what if we tried this? Or what if we did this hover state? Or, Or what if the menu opened up like this? You know, like those are the types of things that just really get me excited about web design that Squarespace was just really holding me back from. Um, and that doesn't mean that Squarespace is not going to have a place in my services. Of course, with those, you know, additional integrations and animations and things you can do when Webflow comes a much higher price. And of course, I'm working with a developer as well. I st- I'll still work with a developer for Squarespace just because I really don't have time to go in and do coding anymore and I just don't enjoy it. But for those clients that that do have a little bit of a lower budget, you know, than than a Webflow client, I still want to make sure that I have an option for them. And Squarespace is a great option. And just another, just a quick point about, you know, kind of working with these different platforms, working with contractors, having a baby, valuing my time, being flexible. I have increased my prices more than I ever have after having a baby and realizing how valuable an hour of my design time is. And that doesn't mean that I've increased my hourly rate to like a thousand dollars an hour, although I wish <laughs> I wish someone would pay me that. But like I was just kind of working with Jane on this. Like she was like, How much to you is what an hour of your time worth? And I was She's like, asked a me million that dollars? <laughs> like, I, I mean, I don't know. How do I answer that question, you know? And so she was like, just take that into account when you are quoting to your clients, you know? Like, it is more difficult for you than ever to sit down at your computer and design, but the value that you're providing your clients is better than it's ever been. And so that was just a kind of like a really big moment for me to think like, you know what? I have been charging too little. And, you know, you can go back and listen to that episode, that double episode we did at the very beginning of season one, where we talked about pricing. My pricing has more than doubled since that episode. And I I don't say that to boast or to make anyone feel bad about not being able to charge that much. But just I realize that for where I'm at in my business, for the value I'm able to provide for, you know, just where I'm at as a designer, I know that my time is worth what I'm charging now. And I'm so confident about that. When I'm on sales calls, we talk about pricing. I actually started putting my pricing in that initial email in response to an inquiry. I have, I think, a minimum, like maybe $5,000 for minimum projects, you know, now on my website. I'm not at the point that I was a year ago anymore. And I'm glad I'm not because I've, I've grown and my time is more valuable to me than ever. And if I, you know, if I have an inquiry from someone who doesn't think that my time or my design is worth that, then like, I'm happy to like, let them move on and, and work with someone else with no hard feelings, you know? But the people that are booking me, they do see that value in me and they they know that I'm worth it. And that just makes, it makes the like working while having a baby just a lot better because I'm like, you know what? At least I'm getting paid a lot of money for this, you know? Yeah, exactly. Imagine <laughs> if you were working with like the prices that you were charging a year ago, still doing everything that you're doing now and just like how miserable you would feel that you're not oh being my compensated. Gosh. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I always am like a huge proponent of trusting your intuition on pricing. People ask us all the time, what do I charge? What do I charge? I don't know what to charge. And I think that like you just have 
have to choose a price, do a project, and then check in with yourself like emotionally and see how you felt or while you're designing or before you sit down to design. Like, are you excited about this project? Are you excited to, you know, email with a client or get on a call with them? Or like, you know, are you just like, oh my God, I can't wait for this project to be over. Like, oh, this sucks. You know, like I think that is a, just a better tell on like what you should be charging than someone telling you, you need to charge X for branding or whatever, you know, yeah. like it'll oh, be different yeah. for everyone. It um, is super different for everyone for, you know, our own lifestyle reasons and our skill and our experience and the level, like so many things that it's really hard to answer that question. Like, how much should I charge for this? Especially when the person isn't giving us like a background on the client or like the studio that is being doing the uh, proposal. So yeah, you guys have to follow your intuition. If you are at a state where, you know, you would like to have a coach, but you um, aren't quite there in terms of the investment. I really, really recommend checking out Marie Forleo's Everything is Figuratable book. She has a section yes, in there. I need to read that. I need to. Yes. Did I ever send you a, a copy of that book? No. Okay. I'm going to write that in. Okay. <laughs> Part of your early Christmas gift. Oh, but, yay, um, thank you. <laughs> there's a section where she talks all about following your intuition and how to tap into that. And it's like a quick exercise where you'll just ask yourself something and then you'll take a deep breath and then you like exhale or I, I forget exactly how it is, but you, you really notice like if your body expands or contracts based off of you know the response that you gave yourself to know if you're actually being honest with yourself or not because you know that intuitive feeling where you're like oh something's not right and that's an exercise to try to tap into that I anyway I love that I love that so much oh my goodness that book is oh. amazing I there's so many books that I need to read that are on my list you know now I need to be able to read one-handed like do everything else <laughs> yeah. one-handed eat one-handed I haven't figured out how to go to the bathroom one-handed yet, but we'll we'll see. If someone if someone's figured that out, please DM me on Instagram. Um, Start using um, your feet. I know. Oh my gosh. I honestly use my feet to like open stuff and like move chairs and open the dishwasher and like I literally I make use. I've got two feet. I've got four limbs. I'm gonna use the three of them that aren't holding a baby. So. Yeah. There you um, go. But yeah, man, I wish we could sit and chat forever, but like we really do need to move on to our inbox question question for the day. Um, If you guys have any advice for me or anything, or if you want to continue kind of just talking about some of the things we touched on during this episode, please reach out to us on our Facebook group. You can tag us in a post. You can email us at inbox at betterbranddesigner.com. Of course, you can always um, DM us on Instagram, a little plug. But I think that hearing from other moms, especially is very, very helpful for me when I announced um, about my baby on Instagram. Just the number of people who are either listeners or people who follow me on Instagram who may not have ever reached out to me before who DM'd me and were just like, hey, I get it. Like, I'm in the same boat. Or like, you know, my two-year-old is at home with me and it's very challenging or, you know, whatever it is. It's just like, I feel like I've joined this like secret community of moms out there. So if you too are part of this secret community of motherhood, please reach out to me um, and let me know all of your tips for running a business and having a child. So now time for the inbox question. We end every episode with our inbox question from one of our community members. If you could travel back in time to any point in your career and give yourself a single piece of advice, when would you go back to and what advice would you give yourself? Jen, you want to answer that one first? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I was thinking about this. I definitely would go back to about three months into starting my business. This is probably around March or April of, it was March, uh, March of 2019. I was three months into my business. Had not booked a single paying client 
Listen to that, guys. Three months in, had not booked a single paying client. I was beside myself. I was really down. I was thinking I'm not good enough. I was thinking the market's too saturated. Just all of those thoughts that creep in that say, you're not good enough. Who do you think you are for trying to start a design business? I know you guys know what I'm talking about. I would tell myself, keep going. Do personal projects. Design for yourself. Have fun. Learn a new skill. Take a course. Those are all things that I eventually ended up doing. And if I had just had that attitude from the get-go, I would have saved myself a lot of unnecessary strife and stress because very shortly after that three-month mark, I booked my first branding package at my highest price point, which at the time was $2,300. And I remember seeing that deposit come in and thinking, oh my gosh, I can't believe I convinced a stranger to pay me $2,300 to provide the service for them. It was the craziest feeling. I think my mom sent me a bouquet of flowers or something. Oh, like, that's yeah, so sweet. Yeah, it was amazing. It was an amazing moment. But before that, I, I was just like, this is never going to happen. I wish I could go back and say, this is going to happen and you have no idea the the level that your business is going to get to in under two years. And so I, I, you know, I think about that a lot. What would my 40 year old self say to myself now? What would my grandma self say to myself now, you know, while I'm struggling with, with, yeah, it helps me a lot when I'm struggling with, you know, with the baby and with the business and, you know, with these, these bigger clients that I'm a little nervous about working with because the price point's so high, you know, like I imagine them saying like, you have no idea what your business is going to become. You just need to press forward, give yourself grace, like Giselle said, and just keep going. So that's what I would say. Oh, that's such a good one. I could say the exact same thing about my first year in business. I It was such a struggle. But just to say something different, I would go back to the summer slash fall of last year when my business like really started taking off and I started hitting 10k months. I wish that I started outsourcing a lot sooner and like really building my team then. I mean, of course things had to happen. I had to learn certain things, but there were definitely a lot of mistakes that I made and I don't know if I didn't, you know, enter this mastermind that I'm in now, which I entered back in I think October, November. Oh my gosh, I was drowning. I was just trying to do everything myself. I didn't have a child or even a pet for me to be like, you know, I need time for this, you know, other thing in my life so I got to make this work like I was just like working non-stop and you remember Jen like I spent a lot of like you know nights just working through throughout the night and and I remember you would say like yeah I worked until like two in the morning last night and I know that's bad but like I can't stop you know yeah like I literally couldn't stop I needed to meet these deadlines and like yeah meet all of the things that I told my clients that I would do and yeah there were times where I would be up to like five in the morning too and I did that a few times and yeah, it's not just the hiring process or like even starting the hiring process, it's finding the right people. And um, not that, you know, there's wrong people, but there's just right people for each person. And I needed a certain type of person, certain type of skill, a certain type of service that they offered. And it took a little while for me to find that. So yeah, that that's something I would go back to and try to give myself advice. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, I think, I mean, now that I'm in kind of that phase of team building, I feel like I'm right where you were at like last fall. Um, I'm just about, you know, I'm a couple years behind, but like I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting to that point. Oh, um, absolutely. And you were proactive about it too. You were smart about it. Because I know you and because I know Jane <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I need to like, I mean, I had been thinking about wanting to hire someone for a while, not only just to have the help, but to have that 
the wonderful spirit of collaboration because I've yes. been a contract designer for many different businesses and I love, I love it. I love yeah. working with other, with a creative director to kind of like balance ideas off of and stuff like that. So I'm in the process of working on my very first branding project that I'm going to completely outsource to another designer. And it's very scary, but I'm so excited. I thought a lot about who I was going to ask to do it. And I'm so excited of like, you know, just move forward and like, just kind of see how it works and everything. And I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. Um, yes. So, and and yeah. the amount, the level of work that you produce with this, with these collaborations is so high. It's mm -hmm. exciting. You're like, oh my gosh, yeah. like what else can we do now? And <laughs> I know, yeah. Like so, now I'm going to be able to say yes to these inquiries that I'm getting, rather than being like, hey, I need to book you out like four months in advance. You know, like no one wants to hear that. Um, I want to be able to take on a project at least within a month. Like that's definitely my yes. goal. Um, and so I, you need to ask for help. Just like even if you were a mom who did who chose not to work or who wanted to stay home, like you still need to like let people help you when they yeah. when they offer or learn how to ask for help. That's been a really, really big lesson for me to learn. At the grocery store yesterday, for example, and I promise we'll wrap this up, I, you know, was struggling with the bags and with the baby and everything. And this particular grocery store offers help out to the curb if you need it. And they were just like, hey, can we offer you help out to the curb? And I'm, I usually always, I'm like, no, I'm good. But like, I was like, you know what? Yes, yes, yeah, you can help me out to the curb. <laughs> and they like brought an umbrella out. It was raining. I pushed the baby. Oh. They got the groceries. It was just so nice. And so that definitely translates into business. I sure. love that. So let us be your person that helps you take the groceries yes. to your car. Oh, thank you. Yes, I mean, <laughs> Honestly, by the time that this podcast airs, my baby will be completely different. So, yeah. you know, he'll be like another like month or two older. So it'll be very different. But still, like if anyone has any advice for me or just solidarity, DM me, yes. hit me up, girlfriend. Like, you know, like, like, you know who you are. If you're listening, you're like, you know what? I've been there. Yes. Please give me some advice, some encouragement. It just really means a lot. Um, and like, you know, as much as our community like leans on us for advice and support, like, we also lean on you guys as well. So yeah, mm -hmm. this is a great yeah. opportunity. We definitely learn from our community. So you guys. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Hop in that Facebook group if you're not in there already. It's it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. All right. I guess little man is getting tired of being <laughs> in the sling. So we're going to call an end to this. But thank you so much, uh, Giselle, for just coming on this journey with me and for all the encouragement and the reminders to slow down, give myself grace. It just means a lot. That's what I'm here for. Well, Yay. you guys, thank you so much for listening to our first episode of the third season. And we can't wait to share what else we have in store. Get excited, everybody. Get hype. All right. We love you guys. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Subscribe wherever you're listening to make sure you don't miss an episode. And we'd be forever grateful if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts. We bet you've got designer friends who'd enjoy it too, so share it with them. If you'd like to submit an inbox question for us to answer on air or want to get in contact with us directly, email us at inbox at betterbranddesigner.com. Our Facebook community is one of the most positive, supportive, and fun groups we've ever been a part of. We'd love for you to join us. Search for Better the Brand Designer Podcast on Facebook. And visit us online at betterbranddesigner.com to learn more about our podcast and snag major discounts on our favorite resources.